and welcome to Family Shield Ministries. We are on mission to help families together, uh, walk together, and with each other, and of course, to walk with God. So I'm Pastor Mark Femmel, part of the Family Shield Ministries crew, and I am blessed to share the microphone, usually blessed by K. Meyer. Today, we have once again a special guest, David Brickner, who is the executive director of a pretty wonderful ministry, especially if you were listening last time, of all the wonderful doors that God has opened through the Old Testament, Executive Director of Jews for Jesus, which is an international ministry out of San Francisco. So this episode is a promise kept. Last time uh, we were with David Brickner, and he and I were talking about all the overlap, all the distinctions, and also just how to share the faith with uh, your Jewish neighbor, doctor, lawyer, cousin, friend, teacher, student. And it was a great conversation, in my opinion. We talked about uh, the cultural uniqueness and flares and history of Judaism. And we also talked about uh, what that word in your New Testament, Christ, and that Old Testament word, Messiah, what that actually means. So, uh, David Brickner, uh, welcome back to Family Shield Ministries. Well, shalom, Mark. It's great to be with you once again. Thank you for having me. So, as I mentioned last time, one of the most important takeaways is that you have your own Wikipedia page. Yes, it's uh, Jews for Jesus is uh, controversial and has been for 2,000 years. And uh, so we are excited because God often uses the controversy of the gospel to uh, make his name great and to glorify himself. And so you'll go onto my Wikipedia page and see some of that controversy. But uh, I'm glad that God uses that for his honor. You know, I was saddened when I saw it because I'm familiar with Jews for Jesus. A uh, local shout out to Steve Cohen here in St. Louis, and then also Kevin Parviz, also here in St. Louis. Their ministries are just, uh, in my experience, and we've had some overlap just because I'm a pastor here in St. Louis also, uh, just tremendous stuff. And uh, I was a little sad that your Wikipedia page had some controversy on there uh, because that's just sort of the, the static of being a public figure. And uh, I would love for maybe you get some, one of your staffers to objectively write more stuff about you, uh, just to kind of fill in, um, you know, why you do what you do and what got you involved. So that is my vote. That is my vote. And anybody can write anything on Wikipedia. So we might as well get the good guys and good girls writing good stuff on Wikipedia too. Mark, I'll pass that along. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be an avid stalker. I'll read your Wikipedia page every week until it gets fixed. All right, great. All right, so uh, one of the things that we ended with last time, uh, we we made the promise we're going to talk about October 7th, and so we're going to do that. But one of the things I think is really important is whether you're talking to someone who is Jewish uh, or Gentile or who knows what, get to know them. Find out where they are, what their emphases are, what their struggles are, honestly, mostly what their hurts are, uh, and uh, and then ask yourself, how does Jesus fill that for me? And then just share that as messy as you can, kindly, but just share that. And uh, so we were talking about don't when someone says they're Jewish, don't just say, oh, they're just like that one Jewish person I heard about on the radio. Fair point. Absolutely, every person deserves that individual attention. Uh, we don't know somebody just by uh, reputation. We need to get to know them. And it doesn't take very much to get to know somebody. Just ask some leading questions. Tell me about yourself. What's your story? Uh, and you find out that uh, there are aching needs that every person has at some point, And the gospel addresses the most basic needs of the human heart. So we have a lot of wonderful things to contribute to anyone who has ears to hear. 
All right, so October 7, promise kept. Here we go. Uh, October 7, um, if you uh, if you pay attention to the news or if you're listening to this 50 years from now, um, just because you're you're helping to write the David Brickner Wikipedia page <laughs> and you're looking for resources, we're just a few months after October 7, 2023. On October 7, a bunch of uh, Palestinians, uh, people, or at least people from the Gaza Strip who identify as Palestinian, they ran across the border of uh, southern Israel and then did a ton of murder, um, raping, and um, devastation. And if you're listening to this with uh, with young people around you, uh, I, I encourage you to use your discretion. Uh, we're not going to get too graphic um, because we're really talking about how the gospel came in, but this might be a great time if you have little people to just pause it and kind of you know explain it uh, as best as you can because you know your kiddos and what they can understand. But um, 1,200 people were murdered and 240-ish people were taken hostage, and uh, most of them are still being held hostage in, in terrible ways in the Gaza Strip. So, David, um, you probably do a lot more ministry in Israel than uh, any sort of other um, general average ministry uh, does. Um, how was how October 7th with uh, the Houthis, Hamas, Hezbollah, how has October 7th impacted your ministry, change your ministry? Oh, in every way uh, imaginable. Um, we have uh, people we know who perished. We have people we know who are in uh, Gaza as hostages. And we have people on our staff who are serving on the front lines of the war that's going on right now. So it, it just in human terms, uh, we have staff members who, uh, we have over 50 of uh, staff members so the, with all the families several hundred people in israel who are part of our jews for jesus ministry and uh deeply impacted uh rockets from fired from gaza into uh tel aviv the gush Dan area as it's called that greater tel aviv metropolitan area ash ashkelon um my father-in-law was in ashkelon when the uh Rockets started firing. He was trapped in his bomb shelter by himself without food for 10 days. Wow. Um, it's very, very personal. And uh, uh, the worst attack on Jewish people since the Holocaust. Uh, the nation is traumatized. Um, there have been over a quarter of a million Israelis that have been displaced from their homes, uh, from both the north and in the south where the attack occurred on October 7th. Uh, the challenge continues. And um, so uh, Jews for Jesus has really uh, pivoted to uh, meet the needs that are so evident. Uh, we've been partnering with Samaritan's Purse and other organizations to provide food, uh, hot meals. Uh, we have been sending out 5,000 boxes of supplies, groceries to uh, displaced families a week, 5,000 boxes a week, 2,000 hot meals a day. Uh, and uh, of course, with those humanitarian relief efforts, bringing the message of the gospel. Um, we have been providing uh, care packages for uh, soldiers on the front line. You got to realize that Israel had to call up reservists, about 300,000 who within a matter of 24 to 48 hours had to drop everything and go to the front lines. And these are 40-year-old grocery store managers, 52-year-old bankers, 
36-year-old people who had gone back to grad school so they could become an ophthalmologist. These are people who are just fighting yep. for their survival. The disruption of the economy, the family uh, life, you know, family shield. <laughs> you understand the importance of families. What do what wives with small children do when their husbands are called away? So we've been ministering to the whole family. Uh, we've been able to uh, rent uh, some Airbnbs outside of Tel Aviv and invite moms to bring their their kids for play days. Uh, where we bring puppies in, let the kids play with puppies and let the moms have time to, you know, cry on each other's shoulders. And it's been very impactful. The requests that we have, uh, we have regular requests for Hebrew New Testaments because you can't buy them in the bookstores there. They're not uh, ubiquitous like in North America. Uh, so, but we they, they've more than doubled uh, since the war broke out. And we have amazing stories of how God has appeared to uh, uh, people in visions. Uh, Jesus has come. Uh, one man named Yosef came to a memorial service that we had on November 7th. And he was very upset with us, didn't believe. Uh, but he wanted to come to the memorial service to commemorate friends who he had lost. And uh, so there were psalms read and songs sung and candles lit. And, silent prayer and then afterwards he started arguing with our our staff and raising questions and we just encouraged him to come back the following week and he came back with questions of a different sort because he had had a vision of jesus and become a believer wow in jesus uh in the interim and is now being eagerly discipled by our jews for jesus staff there in tel aviv uh these are just you know it's a bad time for israel but it's a good time for the gospel. And so our staff are ministering uh, by God's grace to people who are desperate and traumatized and in need. And uh, we need to pray that uh, they experience the peace that only comes through the Prince of Peace, Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah. And uh, so we're actively engaging this community. Uh, listen, we know that there are innocents that are dying in Gaza. They are the victims as much of Hamas, the terrorists, as those in southern Israel on October 7th. And it's a, a tragedy of immense proportion and an open demonstration of the evil that is in the world. But, but I believe that when Arabs and Jews can say to one another, I love you in Jesus' name, the world will see the reconciling power of the gospel. And that's my hope. You know, there have been um, divisions of us versus them across ethnic lines ever since, I guess, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, right, when they went their own separate ways, um, probably before then too. But uh, anytime there's sort of an us versus them, you know, there are times in history where Northern Italians could not stand Southern Italians and Southern Italians could not stand Northern <laughs> Italians. You know, there are places where, uh, you know, that village, I don't like them and then they don't like me, right? Uh, England and Ireland, Right. Um, just uh, so many divisions. And I know that Jewish people and Arabic people um, oftentimes um, have in their head this uh, this common ancestry in Abraham, which is so far ago. But um, we will find anything to draw lines against uh, and, and around ourselves and make us versus them. I, I appreciate your sympathy towards uh, the Gaza Strip because there are some people who, you know, they're getting pulled into this too, and they don't have the ability to leave and, and everything like that. But 
Uh, it's hard from a half a world away to try to understand what's going on, but it is not hard to come up with a half-informed opinion, is it? No. No, there's a lot of misunderstanding out there. Um, you know, people on college campuses here in America and across the world are are chanting this ideology from the river to the sea. Uh, they don't know oftentimes which river or which sea they're talking about, <laughs> but ultimately that is a call for the the destruction of the state of Israel and the uh, genocide of Jewish people. Uh, they don't realize it, but there, there's only, there's one Jewish homeland and it's between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. It's called Israel. And uh, to call for that uh, destruction is to call for the destruction of the Jewish people. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable that uh, this kind of modern ideology uh, that uh, people have swallowed on the college campuses over the past number of decades has led to the worst outbreak of anti-Semitism in the world since the Second World War. But that's that's what what we're dealing with. And so you're not just having people in the land of Israel who are traumatized. You have students at New York University <laughs> or uh, Cornell or Harvard who are un feeling very much unsafe right now. And, you know, uh, I, I say this with some hesitation, Mark, but with uh, a very few uh, shining examples back in the, the outbreak of the Second World War, the church remained relatively silent. Um, now is an opportunity for the church to make right what was wrong, to support, you know, the Jewish people, to stand against anti-Semitism. And whether you're at your local uh, Zion Lutheran church in a Jewish community or uh, somewhere uh, where in Brooklyn, where they're digging tunnels under synagogues, uh, you can just even pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I just want you to know we love you. Uh, we are standing against anti-Semitism, and as followers of the Messiah Jesus, we want to let you know that we love you and support you and are praying for you. Just something that simple uh, will go a long way to helping Jewish people who are our neighbors to know that they're not alone, that they're not having to face what the Jewish communities of Europe faced back in the 1940s. You know, on, on that, there were a lot of people in the church and leaders in the church who decided to be neutral to save their own skin or so they didn't uh, lose half of their attendance on Sunday out of fear. But uh, I am very proud of the fact that in Germany, the leaders and the resistance were the, the Lutheran church, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who, who knew that they were going to go to prison, knew that they were going to be executed, knew that they were going to get sent to concentration camps, but still chose to hide um, Jewish people and people who were persecuted by the Nazis. And so the worst apathy came from the church and yet but then also the greatest heroism came from the church absolutely i gotta take a pause just for a second just to kind of tell everybody what we're doing here family shield ministries uh, we help families walk together with each other and with god and our focus is to equip families to witness to each other and to the world uh, including israel right uh, so we air on 52 radio stations here throughout the united states and david if you can get us on a couple of radio stations there in israel we'd love that too uh, but then, of course, also podcast platforms. And so we coordinate all sorts of things, especially educational evangelism projects, which now, uh, pretty cool, includes Faith Family Reunion. 
that serves parents of prodigals, uh, which prodigals are adult children who grew up in the faith but have left the faith. Now, all this good that we do, we do together with you. We are a self-supporting, listener-funded ministry, and we really do need your prayers, support, generosity, and sacrifice to allow us to share the gospel with those who do not yet know Jesus and to empower Christians to serve and to witness. So please pray for us. Please send a donation. That can be a one-time gift or a monthly gift at familyshieldministries.org. No gift is too little or too large when they're put into the hands of the Savior. And so now, uh, let's jump back into this conversation with David Brickner. I am very thankful that you are part of the resistance movement, fighting the uh, the apathy of the church to remember uh, a, a part of the church that, or part of the world that's just overlooked. Um, Israel, Jewish people, um, people who know about Moses and yet don't know part two, or uh, more accurately, the fulfillment, the new Moses, Jesus, the new uh, exodus out of our own individual sins and addictions and uh, to walk with God into a better promised land, which just so happens to be named in both the Old and New Testament, the same name as the church I serve, Zion. So um, I know you had mentioned Gaza Strip earlier. Is it safe enough for y'all to go into the Gaza Strip right now? Is that a thing that's on the table? Is that a thing that, or is it just so hostile we don't know? Let's just focus on Israel and the refugees. Yeah, it's really impossible for anyone uh, either uh, to, you know, for Jews for Jesus. No, we, 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 we have no way of getting into the Gaza Strip. We can pray. Uh, we certainly have some contacts of people who are there. But, um, you know, it's a it's a war zone. Yeah. And uh, so but, you know, the fact of the matter is that there are Palestinians who live in the West Bank as well. And there are Arabs uh, in the land of Israel who are themselves citizens of and serve in the military. There's mm-hmm. uh, people on the Knesset. That's the parliament of Israel who are Arabs. There are uh, people, Arabs, who are on the Supreme Court of Israel. So you can be an Arab and live very well in the land of Israel as a citizen of Israel. You can be a Palestinian and uh, be in Israel and uh, and not be fear, fearful of your for your own life. Uh, so, you know, the fact of the matter is that if uh, if Palestinians, you know, lay down their weapons uh, that are being used to make war against the Jewish people, there would be peace. Sadly, because of groups like Hamas, if Israel were to lay down their weapons, there'd be slaughter. Absolutely. So we, we need to recognize what's going on in that land. It's not Arabs against Jews. It's the state of Israel having to protect itself from an evil ideology that is this extreme uh, fundamentalist Islamist worldview that sees no role, no place for Jewish people in the Middle East. And uh, we need to recognize that, uh, you know, uh, some of the ideology that's being promoted on college campuses kind of draws an equivalency between uh, Hamas and the state of Israel, and nothing could be further from the truth. You know, there's so much international, and I do not know enough really to talk too much about it, but there's such a hostility against um, Israel for having such a iron grip blockade on the Gaza Strip that they can't get food, they can't get water, but they have no problem smuggling in bombs, rockets, napalm, just whatever they're citing to chemical warfare. And it's like, how about start shipping in food instead of... RPGs and grenades and machetes 
and that's not something you and I can, of course, fix, but it's just, there's so much misinformation. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the humanitarian effort for, for Israel is well established. The problem is that much of that is diverted by the terrorists. And so, like I said earlier, the Palestinian people in Gaza are just as much victims of Hamas as those who died uh, on October 7th. And there's just so much misinformation that it's easy just to cancel the whole thing or just to turn it off and say, not my problem. I hope it gets figured out. So for the rest of our time, this final leg of our chat together, which unfortunately is only two times, and I would love, I would love to chat with you about tons of other stuff just because it's so great. But fortunately, you are still going to survive, hopefully, this interview, and so will I. So we'll be able to have all sorts of conversations. <laughs> but I did want to, I didn't want to tuck this in at the end because so often on shows, they'll sort of tuck this in in the end. And then, you know, if you just ignore it for 30 seconds, then, then it's done. But I would love for you to, uh, to kind of think out what sort of call to action a person can do. We definitely ought to pray, 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 pray. Um, but God does not just call us uh, to sit around and pray for somebody else to do something. He also calls us to do something. Um, I do want, before you jump, before you answer that, I would like to point out to people, you don't have to agree with absolutely everything about a good organization or a good effort to, to be a part of it, right? I mean, I don't go through the business plan of Walmart before I buy shoes. They do a good job. Now, there's an organization or a store that's not doing a good job. You know, I feel free to, to not support that, right? Um, so you may not know a ton about Jews for Jesus or uh, whatever David might be sharing with us in just a second, and I don't know what that is, so I hope it's good. <laughs> um, but you don't have to be you know, like 100% pro-Israel to help out Jews for Jesus. You don't have to be um, 100% pro-Hamas. You know, you, I mean, in this conversation, um, like what you had just shared with uh, Yosef, uh, Jesus showed up in a vision because he wanted to include Yosef, not just include him in this Zion above, but he wanted to include him and Jews for Jesus. So God is clearly, and that's not the only story. I know you have tons of other stories, but when you help out uh, Jews for Jesus, you are allowing them to be there when uh, Yosef has his vision and uh, Miriam and, and all these other people who are finally, finally able to see the Messiah fully. So, David, how can people who are listening? So, we got like 52 radio stations, uh, tons of people um, on the podcast networks, all sorts of people. Uh, how can we help? What can we do? Well, you already mentioned certainly the most important, which is to pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee, the psalmist said. So, prayer is the foundation of any effective evangelistic work. But you can go on our website, JewsForJesus.org. You can see all the things that we're doing in 12 countries around the world. We certainly have volunteer programs as well that you can be trained to minister in your local community or even to Israel. I'm taking a group of uh, from a, a congregation in Dallas, Texas, and they're not coming to tour the land. They're coming to help us put groceries in boxes and serve hot meals and help even harvest some of the crops that uh, people who were slaughtered uh, are no are not in a position to harvest the crops down in the south. Uh, and there, we've got farmers coming from Montana who are helping uh, with some of the needs that Israel has. So whether it be, um, you know, just through prayer, through financial support, through sharing in your local community, uh, there's lots of ways to be involved in the Jews for Jesus. So check out our website. And uh, like you mentioned, you, you know, we, we represent Christians from all kinds of 
denominations, Lutheran, Baptist. Uh, we are a gospel-centered ministry. And uh, if you believe that Jewish people need Jesus, uh, then Jews for Jesus is a ministry that you might want to take a look at and be a part of. Now, is your website conveniently jewsforjesus.org? That's correct. So then go there. And obviously, you know, you know, if you're an architect and you're working really hard and you can't take time off, um, you know, or if you're like a tax accountant and this is like the crazy busy season, it'd be hard to get off. Or if uh, if you got some other job, you know, a teacher, it'd be hard to get some time off and just zip over. Um, but when we go hard to work and we earn a ton of money or a little bit of money and we set aside a little bit for God, to support your local parish, to support whatever's going on in the mission in your community and across the world. You know, God notices that. And when you make a financial donation, what you're able to do is you're, you're able to say, okay, the four hours I worked on Monday teaching math or refining the plans on that building or doing that heart transplant, whatever it is, uh, you're able to send the effort and the energy you did there over to uh, support the ministry that somebody else is doing. So you're able to, when you make a donation, to church or to Jews for Jesus, you're able to share your labor just at the cost of maybe going out to dinner three less times this month. Um, and this is just totally unrelated, but if you're on a budget, then you're able to dial down how much you can actually support. So if you're not in a budget, you could actually be helping Jews for Jesus, your local church, or other projects that you like. So David Brickner, I have uh, deeply appreciated our time and our conversation today. Uh, you really helped in that first episode to kind of understand Judaism and Christianity side by side and, and how they can relate and, uh, and a lot of the questions that Christians have. And then today you really helped us talk about October 7th. And apparently people can talk about October 7th without screaming and yelling. That's right. So I appreciate you helping people here uh, focus on um, Jesus and uh, that he came for Jew, Gentile, uh, and allow, allowing so many people in Israel to do tremendous good. It is a hard time, and right now would be a great time for just people to bunker down and just take care of themselves. But you and uh, the 50 people that you have on the boots and the ground, you're doing great stuff in, in one of the hell, most hellish places on earth right now. Thank you. All right, so um, a lot of good treasures here. Uh, if you want to follow up with Jews for Jesus, uh, you can go to jewsforjesus.org, uh, or you can go to David Brickner's uh, Wikipedia page, which is under renovation <laughs> now. It's going to get some uh, polishing. It's, it's going to get some great stuff there. And uh, we'll also be, um, be, of course, over here at familyshieldministries.org. You can find more podcasts, more episodes. We even uh, interviewed uh, David Brickner. Was that like a last spring? Did we have you on last spring, David? I think so. Sounds right. Yeah, we had a great conversation with you there. So if you like David, uh, go back and listen to that. And if you don't like David, go back and listen to it anyway, because it's great and it helps us <laughs> uh, rise in the metrics so that way people can help uh, their families. And now, just by you listening, families in Israel uh, do better. Thrive. See the face of God. So with that, David Brickner, I appreciate you and all the ministries that you're doing. And uh, with that, everybody that's been listening, the Lord be with you. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.